Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we'll start the show and we'll get more people rolling here. I hope you had a very good weekend. A NBA Finals that has now come down to a best of five after Miami uh, dismantled Denver in the fourth quarter yesterday with one of the best quarters of basketball that I've seen. Uh, We're an hour away from game two in Vegas with the Knights and the Panthers. And anything else you want to talk about, we will do so right here on a Monday. But that performance in that fourth quarter yesterday uh, by the Heat was an absolute thing of beauty. I mean, they completely took apart the Nuggets, handed them their first home loss, and they made Denver work for every single possession. All right? Whereas Miami was getting easy shots, they were getting open shots, and they were also getting some tremendous individual play. But that that was one heck of a fourth quarter uh, by the Miami Heat yesterday. And so we'll see. I mean, I think Denver will definitely win a game on the road, and uh, Miami is going to have to win again in Denver. But you really can't put anything past uh, the Miami Heat based on what they've done. They barely got into the playoffs, barely winning the play-in. And then, of course, they've taken apart the number one seed and the number two seeds in the East. And now they're trying to do the same thing to the number one seed uh, in the West. So we can talk about that. Uh, Anywhere else you want to go on this Monday uh, I'm happy to do it. Just raise your hand, hit the uh, hand icon. I'll look for a leadoff person and we can get the show rolling. All right, let's do it right now. And it's always good when we can uh, chat with uh, Connor right here on Listen Up. Hey, Connor, good afternoon. How are you today? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, so that game last night is pretty impressive. We've been talking about it all playoffs that you can just never count out this Heat team and I mean, they're really a perfect example of what a team is. They have a lot of guys that can step up and have stepped up throughout the playoffs with Caleb Martin, and then it was Gabe Vincent last night. On the other end, you had Jokic doing his thing. I mean, what a performance to put up 41-10, and 10, but it still wasn't enough. No, and then you had Duncan Robinson early in the fourth quarter. I mean, I don't know if he's had a better stretch of basketball in his career. I mean, he was unstoppable, uh, perimeter shooting, driving to the basket, drawing fouls. I mean, you know, he he was incredible when Miami actually took the lead in the fourth quarter. You're right about Vincent, but that's the one thing about Miami. I mean, as much as we talk about Jimmy Butler, I mean, look at Bam Adebayo and what he did in the game. So Miami's just not Jimmy Butler. They, they're getting play from, from other you know, players that um, are stepping up. I mean, I don't know of how many people thought Duncan Robinson would be the guy in the fourth quarter. And again, he was instrumental in the win yesterday. So, you know, it just goes to show you they're not just Jimmy Butler. 
Yeah, and I think your prediction was the Nuggets in five. So now that it's 1-1, do you think that this gets to at least six? I do. Um, but I, I tell you, I would not be surprised if Denver goes in and wins games three and take control of the series again. I really wouldn't. I mean, I think, I mean, listen, I'm looking at this. Denver's a better team, but the better team doesn't always win. I mean, you could say Milwaukee was a better team. You could say Boston was a better team and Miami beat both of those teams. So I, I'm not putting anything past this Miami team right now. Yeah, and this this Heat run has been incredible. They gave the Nuggets their first home loss the entire playoffs. Just think about that for a minute. Yep, and I love Michael Malone calling out his team for effort and and the way he did it. I have so much respect for Michael Malone. I mean, he he's just a hell of a coach. And uh, again, I think Denver's going to respond in a big time way for a game three. I I, I actually I wouldn't be so, uh, Miami's not a difficult place to play, relatively speaking. It's not that tough of a, a, a venue to play in. So I don't think that's going to have any bearing on Denver's uh, performance. I, I think Denver's going to – I actually think they're going to win game three, to be honest with you. Yeah, and talking about kind of the story around this finals and the ratings, I think that historically this finals, it's probably not going to have great ratings. But it's just – it's for a real NBA fan, not just a casual fan that just loves the superstars and the Lakers and Warriors. It's a great series to watch with two teams that play the right way. I mean, you have the Heat with their next man up mentality and playing team basketball and the Nuggets with the way they move the ball through Jokic. It's just it's really fun basketball to watch. It's entertainment and it's good entertainment. And I would much rather watch this series than many other series. I mean, to me, the best series that's been played in the playoffs this year was Sacramento and Golden State. But if you take that series away, I think the rest of the series have been kind of, you know, lackadaisical, blase, nothing really that was too exciting. But this, this, these first two games, especially yesterday's game, I mean, it's just, it's, it's entertaining to me. It's basketball, the way the game should be played. There's ball movement. There are different players. It's not one-on-one. It's not just three-point shooting all the time. So I'm with you on that. I think you're spot on. Yeah, and then another thing, what do you think of the reports today revolving the Mavericks and LeBron James? Like, I just, I don't understand the whole strategy. Everyone thinks, wow, that would be a super team with Luka, LeBron, and Kyrie. I mean, that... It would not work. Thinking about that, yeah, it wouldn't work. It would not work. We've seen it in Brooklyn with the Harden, KD, Kyrie, and I think even the Suns with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. There's only one basketball, and when you have two or three guys that are so ball dominant on one team. It just, it doesn't go happen. Well. It would be a disaster. I mean, I'll tell you, I don't even think they'd be a playoff team. I really, I think it would be a disaster. So I don't really pay attention to that. That, that makes zero sense to me. Zero sense to me. I, I don't see that in any way, shape or form. I really don't. And then transitioning to the MLB, Aaron judge, I mean, he's been playing well and he made that great play, but it looks like it may have cost him. I don't know if he, he might have a broken toe, but it's not looking good for him. No, uh, again, another injury, and that was a hell of a catch out there. And um, but yeah, it's not. It's it, it's just one thing after another, you know, with that team. Uh, it really is. It's one thing after another. So we'll we'll wait and see, you know, how long he's going to be out. But that's that's definitely not the news that the Yankees need right now because they're playing a lot better, you know. Yeah, they sure are. And then a question about the Yankees is, what do you think about Aaron Boone and how often he's been getting ejected recently? He's got 
almost he's in the top I think seven of most ejections for current managers and he's managed like 10 or 20 years less than a lot of the other guys on the list he uh to me is overstepping uh his boundary and I think it's really become a problem I think I think his managing and the way he deals with the umpires uh has gone overboard in the past and I think this year it's gone way overboard and someone needs to sit down with him and, you know, give him a, a directive of, you know, the right way to handle yourself. And it's going overboard with him. I mean, it, it really is. I understand managers getting kicked out. I understand managers taking one for the team every now and then. But Boone is constantly whining. He's constantly bitching. Uh, he's a pain in the ass for the umpires. And the umpires are getting tired of it. They really are. And they're not going to give him the latitude that they might give some of the other managers because he's nonstop and they're tired of it. And enough's enough already. Yeah. I think there's a fine line between kind of backing up your players and stuff when you see something out there that's going against them and then just completely going overboard. So absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I, listen, I've, I've, I've talked to umpires about this. I have a lot of friends, uh, many friends that are umpires in major league baseball. And they'll tell me, that sometimes an umpire, or excuse me, that a manager will come out and get in their face and the umpire will go, hey, so-and-so, this is what it was. This is what happened. And the manager will go, I know, I'm just out here sticking up for my team. And uh, he'll turn around and walk back out, meaning that he's going out there just to show his team that he has his back. But he he's telling the umpire while he's yelling at him, I know you got the call right. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just doing this for my team, you know? So like th- that happens, you know, that happens. It, it's, you'd be surprised at some of the conversations that happen at home plate between a umpire uh, and a manager. I mean, it, it ha- it's pretty funny sometimes. Some of the stories that I hear. Yeah, it is funny. And the last thing I have for you today was, this trend now with the NFL, I think it's the Colts surrounding them. Yeah, Rodgers. Yep. Another potential yep. betting scandal. Is this becoming a problem yep. in the NFL? Because sure this is. is what, but, you know, again, you, you, yes, it is. And uh, I, the report that I just read is that there were up to 100 bets placed uh, between 25 and $50, most of the bets. But one had a small uh, four figure and allegedly uh, the games that were being bet on were a lot of the Colts games. So this is just uh, you, you. I think you brought this up and I think maybe if not others have. But when you allow gambling to be part of professional sports, not only allow it, but promote it within the game. FanDuel, DraftKings, hey, bet now, you know, on the second half and this and that. And, you know, you can get a hundred free dollars and, you know, here's the number and here's the app and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now we're supposed to expect that the participants in the games that we're watching are not betting on this as well. I mean, we're naive to think that. So I'm not, I'm not saying this is just the tip of the iceberg because I think most, most of our athletes in these various sports understand the ramifications of betting. I mean, go look at Calvin Ridley. He was just playing a couple of parlays when he was on the injury list, not even with the team. And it was for a very small denomination and he lost one year salary. You know, players are going to think twice about that, but there are others that think, Oh, I'm never going to get caught and I can do this. But yeah, it's when you, when you bring gambling 
in the pro sports the way this country has now. Okay. And not only have they brought it in the pro sports, but you know, they're, they're, they, they have huge companies that are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars to endorse all of these games, then you're going to have some issues. Yeah, hundred percent. Just it's another instance of the NFL making itself look bad when you're promoting all these things with commercials. I've seen, like you said, place five dollars and you'll get two hundred dollars free, and they're just trying to get you locked on for life. And I mean, it's becoming a big problem when, especially children, are just seeing all this mainstream when they're watching a football game. I'm going to tell you right now. I talked about this. I want to say ten years ago, maybe when I first started talking about this. I believe that the impact on our younger generation now is going to create such a problem for this country in terms of gambling addictions and gambling problems that we don't even understand the magnitude of what impact this is going to have on our society because there are many people that gamble and are not able to control what they spend. And I will tell you this from having raised two sons who are now adults, but they used to bet on everything. Okay. And they're paying, and I, you know, may, may only be $5, but to them, $5 is a lot of money and they're exchanging money on their cash app, Venmo, okay? They're betting on stuff and they literally are exchanging money through their apps. And when they get to be of legal age where they can gamble by going to DraftKings and they have now built up a gambling habit, okay? Not making a lot of income and saying, oh my gosh, I just lost $50. I need to get that $50 back. So I'm going to bet on the Sunday night game. And then all of a sudden you're down a hundred bucks. And then all of a sudden you're down 500. And now you're in a desperate mode because you're like, oh my God, I can't pay for my car or I can't pay for my rent or, and then you do stupid things. Okay. And you always try to catch up. You know this and everyone listening. Okay. We always hear about bet responsibly. Well, what does that mean? Bet responsibly. The bottom line is a lot of people do not bet responsibly and think about, as you said, the impact that this is having on our, not only our adults currently, but our younger generation that are constantly watching games and seeing commercials for DraftKings, for FanDuel, for everything else that has to have an impact on them. And, you know, all, all of these, all of these people that promote this, are get rich quick, get rich quick, get rich, you know, make money, blah, 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 blah. Well, the reality is very few people make money gambling on sports. These companies aren't going out of business. You don't go to Vegas and see the casinos with a, you know, uh, out of business on their front door. They're thriving. They're making millions of dollars because people like to gamble, but most people lose when they gamble. Why do you think casinos put their high rollers up in the highest suites, pay for their exquisite wine and dinner and everything else, because those people are losing millions of dollars most of the times when they go to Vegas. I mean, it trickles down. I think, and again, I don't want to be a hypocrite here. I've done advertising for certain gambling websites. And quite frankly, if FanDuel or DraftKings called me and said, Hey, listen, we'd like to promote 
uh, and sponsor on the podcast, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably say yes. Cause you know what? It's income in my pocket, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I want to be very transparent here. I'm worried about it. I'm really worried about the impact this is having on our society. And because it's just recently become the in thing being, you know, with DraftKings and FanDuel, I mean, it's still basically in its infancy. We don't really know what the outcome of this is going to be. But I'm telling you, Connor, the outcome of this is going to be disastrous for society. I do predict that. It is going to be disastrous because there are too many people that are not able to say, okay, I need to stop. Okay, I lost my, I allotted $50 for the week and I'm done and I'm not going to do it anymore. No, most people are going to go, I'm going to get that $50 back and it snowballs. And so I'm very concerned about it. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, like anything, gambling, if you do too much of it, it's going to get worse and worse. They say bet responsibly, but some people, once they get you attached, are stuck in that loop forever. It's no different than being alcoholic or being addicted to drugs. Gambling is an addiction. There are compulsive gamblers, and it is, for them, an addiction, just like a drug, just like alcohol. Uh, The impact on compulsive gamblers, destroys families, destroys careers, destroys livelihoods. I mean, there are many, many, many stories of people that have had their lives completely ruined from gambling. Okay. I mean, there, there are, there are just many, 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 many stories. And again, all commercials at the end say, you know, gamble responsibly. Then Sometimes you see ads from these companies that say, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800, right? That's part of the deal now. I mean, it's almost like, you know, I guess um, uh, for people that smoke, when you buy cigarettes, there's a warning on the box, correct? Warning, Surgeon General, blah, blah, blah. But the people still smoke, but they put the warning on there because, you know, they have to. It's the same thing with gambling. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800, but people still gamble. And if they call that number, I'm not really sure what that what 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 happens. But again, I just think this is going to be a real problem. I think our 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 younger generation, as you pointed out, like yourself. Okay. I'm not saying you gamble, but I'm talking about people in your age group that are now old enough to do these things legally. Well, a couple of years ago, you weren't, and maybe you're betting a buck or two bucks with your friends. And, you know, now all of a sudden when you can gamble legally, you're like, Oh wow, I can go online. And wow. They said I can get a hundred free dollars if I gamble a hundred tonight and they're going to give me a hundred dollars in free play. And you know, if you're 18, 19, whatever the age is, I don't know if it's 18 or 21, but whatever that age is, as soon as you can do that legally, a young person's going, wow, oh man, I, I, I can do this right now and I get a hundred free dollars. I mean, that's very enticing for a young person. And I'm not saying it's not for an adult, but think about this. You're in college or you're whatever. You don't have a lot of money. You Maybe you're not working and you're like, oh my gosh, wow, I get a hundred free dollars if I sign up right now and do this. That can be a real problem for a lot of people. Yeah, it sure can. It was a good conversation. It's becoming a bigger and bigger problem every day, it seems. Well, it is becoming a bigger problem. And and the issue is the National Football League, for instance, and Roger Goodell, who years ago said we will never legalize gambling because of the integrity of the sport and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, what's what what talks in this country? Money talks. And these companies are throwing millions and millions and millions of dollars at these sports leagues. 
and these sports leagues are turning the head the other way. I mean, Roger Goodell's not stupid. He understands the destruction that these gambling companies are causing. But, you know, his job is to make money for the owners and he's making money for the owners and he's doing his job. And that's why he's paid 30 or 40 million dollars a year or whatever his salary is, because he makes a fortune for the owners. And the amount of revenue coming in on FanDuel and DraftKings, I mean, listen, is it possible? And I really mean this. Is it possible to watch a sporting event in America right now without seeing commercials for these companies? Uh, Help me out here, Connor. I don't know the last time I can remember watching a game where there wasn't multiple commercials for these gambling sites. Can you? No, I can't. I totally agree. It seems, I mean, at least multiple times a game, there's a spokesperson. Well, not only that, the about- announcers, the announcers are, are, are talking about it. Like the announcer's job now in the middle of the game is, yeah, hey, bet on this right now. Go to DraftKings, whatever. Even the announcers now have a responsibility to read in-game gambling information. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And last thing, do you think that Roger Goodell is even batting an eye when stories like this with his players come out when he's yes. really reaping all the rewards with all the money he's bringing in? I can guarantee you he is because the one thing that can destroy any league is the credibility of fairness. And if you get to a point, okay, because you remember when Tim Donaghy and his deal in the early 2000s, that was a real stain for David Stern and the credibility of the league. There were a lot of people that thought the games were fixed. And if you get to a point, okay, where enough fans think the games are fixed and they turn away from your sport, yes, this is a huge problem for the commissioner and pro sports. And anyone that tells you otherwise is not dealing with reality. And I guarantee you that on Fifth Avenue in New York, in the NFL offices, they're paranoid about more stories like this coming out. And it's not just in the NFL, it's all sports. You better damn believe that commissioners are are very nervous because if these individuals are getting caught, How many are doing this that are not getting caught? And if this becomes more and more prevalent where athletes are getting caught gambling, this could have a negative impact of huge proportions in professional sports in this country. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. That's all I got today. Good talk. Good call, Connor. Always appreciate you, man. You bring it every day. I love it. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm trying to be as transparent as I can here. I've done, all right, advertising. I've done spots where I talk about, you know, some gambling, okay? I've had guests on who are bookies in casinos. When I mean bookies, I mean work at sport books to give advice. So I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, I'm never going to talk about that. I'm never going to, no. I mean, I'm like anyone else. I need to make a living. Okay, but I'm concerned about it. And I would be naive to sit here and say, I'm not concerned about it. Okay, I I would be lying to you. Anyone with a brain in their head should be concerned about the impacts of gambling on our society. Okay, especially our younger generation. I gave you several examples, okay, of a young uh, college student. Okay, who's got debt, who thinks, oh, my gosh, you know, instead of working, I can I can gamble and make money that way. Uh, uh-uh. No, you can't.
Okay. No, you can't. And the problem is you do win sometimes and you win sometimes and you're like, God, that was so easy. I just made 200 bucks or I just made a hundred dollars. Yeah. Well then you lose four bets in a row and now you're down, you know, four or five units and you try to make that up. So what do you do? You double your bet. All right. Then you get desperate and then you triple your bet. And then what? Then you're screwed. Maybe you can't make your car payment. Maybe you can't pay for your tuition. Maybe you can't afford to buy your books. Okay. Maybe you can't afford to go out and eat. So then what do you do? Some people steal, right? Some people get desperate. Some people do this. Some people do that. Okay. Then what do some people do? They turn to drinking, right? Then they turn to drugs. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying gambling is a gateway drug, but for some people it is. And it's been proven to be that. And if you think that's not true, you're being naive. So it, it's, this is, this encompasses a lot. Okay. And when you see a player in the national football league, I can't remember his first name off the top of my head, though, Rogers in uh, the Colts who is on the last year of, I think a $3.4 million deal. And the allegations are, you know, up to a hundred bets in Vegas uh, affiliated with him, including betting on the Colts. So now we're not talking about big denominations here from what I read in the report. However, you know, when you have an athlete betting on your team, I mean, that's a bad, bad, bad look. Yeah. So Connor spot on, you better believe the NFL is worried about this. All sports are worried about this. Okay. Because if you find of an athlete who's betting big dollars. Now, if you bet big dollars, that's a red flag. But the point is if you, if you, if you're betting enough money, particularly on your sport and on your team, uh, that's a, that's a big problem. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls and we say hello to Thomas. Thomas, good afternoon. Grant, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you today, Thomas? Good. Well, gambling, I know a lot about that. Um, had a relative and it was one of my parents. And <clears throat> since I was little, I'm 66 now, but it literally out of all the addictions, because they take all their money that their savings or college money, all their everything, and they lose it. So it destroys it more than I would say alcohol or drugs. And um, it is by far when, when I went to University of Nevada, Reno to go to college, I worked in the casinos and I saw addictions there with people who came in all the time, you know. So it definitely is, it's underestimated of what it, this destruction, what it does to people, families, friends, everything, because they get going and they take all their savings, they take all their, um, you know, steal money, whatever. It's bigger than alcohol and, and drugs, in my opinion. So they lose everything. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've seen it uh, where you literally lose everything to a point where, you know, you're almost homeless. Um, it's a, uh, it, it, listen, it, you, we'd be naive to think this is not going to be 
a, a real big problem in our society. And I'm not saying it's not a big problem now because I think it is, but I think this is just the tip of the iceberg because now it's being promoted and you can't watch a game in America now without seeing commercials in the middle of the game, you know, on odds and go to draftkings.com, go to fanduel.com and you come on. If you do it now and sign up, you get, you know, a hundred free dollars or whatever. I mean, this is a real problem. This is and 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 our younger generation in particular, I'm really worried about, I, I really mean this. They are seeing all of this and, you know, they're being almost brainwashed to gamble as soon as they become old enough to do it legally. And I'm, I'm concerned. I really, I'm be, I really am concerned about this. Yeah, exactly. It's like when college students, you know, years ago, they were handing out credit cards, you know, yep. college students. And then you get all this credit line. Oh, I got a credit line of 5,000 and, and doing this. Um, yep. So it's a, it's a destruction and it'll hit, it'll hit to where it wipes it, you know, wipes it out and then they'll hopefully clean it up. But, um, not good for the sport you know people instead of just sitting watching the game you know and and looking at the pure sport and the win and stuff but now it'll be all tied into your money and everything you know kind of you know it's it's yeah it's power but well you know one one of the biggest one of the biggest one of the biggest weekends of the year in las vegas is the first round of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. So right. it's, it's, it, and I, I've talked to many people that, again, it's the busiest four day stretch any of any period of time in Vegas and the casinos and sports books are absolutely jam packed and people go there and they bet and they watch every single game. And again, it, it's the busiest four day stretch annually in Las Vegas and I just, it's not just the NFL, it's all sports. It's, it's all sports, FanDuel, DraftKings. I mean, it's being, and again, I'm just using them as an example. I mean, I know that's not the casino industry. My point is because you, if you're going to watch the NBA finals, well, you're, you're going to be watching this. What, what, what is it like for, you know, the young boy or girl watching with their mom and dad and they see all these commercials for gambling when they're 12 years old and they're thinking, Oh my gosh, wow. They're giving out free money. Wow. They say, if you sign up, you get a hundred dollars and you're, you're looking at this and going, Oh wow. I can't wait until I'm old enough to do that. And it's being programmed in their mind in, and the announcers are even helping out by saying, Hey, go there right now. And you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, uh, minus one ten if you do that, I mean, it, it's, it's I don't I don't see anything good coming out of this, Thomas. I really don't. Yeah, exactly. And also too, you get the beginnings of the Pete Roses. You get kids yep. out of college that maybe signed for a year on a baseball team or an NBA team and they know they're not gonna make it, but someone comes up and says, Hey, you know, yep. why don't you play this game and if you get in, skunk it for us and uh, you know, we'll give yep. you an extra hundred grand or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Eventually get into that down the road too, you know. No question. Yeah. Good call, Thomas. Have have a good one. You too, bud. Take care. Bye-bye. Excellent conversation right there. Let's get to uh, Ryan in Sacktown. Ryan, uh, hope you're doing well with your recovery on your hip, buddy. Thanks, Grant. First time, long time. I appreciate it. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, you as well. So um, I, I guess I want to break this down to a different level because we're talking about gambling and its effect on younger people, uh, the way I see it is 
your gamblers that have been doing sports betting for a while before DraftKings and all these different sites came around, you know, they had different means. They got to the casino, they got to a bookie, right? But, you know, kids that are younger, 18, 19, 20, guess what? A dollar is not going to get you in the door with a bookie. Okay. If you don't have a casino nearby, you have no play to, or no way to gamble unless you're doing it amongst your friends. But now a dollar can get you into a hundred thousand dollar fantasy pool and they're getting their first taste for very, very cheap. And that's how it starts. And that's the scary part because that wasn't available to me as a kid. Yep. And I'll tell you right now, I'm grateful that that wasn't available to me as a kid. And I'll tell you, my first job uh, was a uh, in college. During the summers, I worked at a bar on Long Island called the Woodbury Pub, and the drinking age in New York was 18, so I was allowed to work there when I was 18. And the owner of the bar uh, was a former uh, football player at the Naval Academy, big guy, uh, and gambled on everything. And I used to listen to him call up his bookies and bet. As a matter of fact, I'll never forget this story. He... Uh, was on the phone with this bookie and he goes five and a half. Are you shitting me? Five and a half. The paper, the, the, the news has got at, at six and a half. And the guy on the other end goes, well, then call up and bet with the paper, you know, and it was funny <laughs> as shit, you know, but he used to have guys that came to the bar. Okay. And he would go to the cash register and he would empty out the cash register to pay off his bet. And then I heard him on the phone sometime going, hey, uh, hey, Johnny, listen, man, I'm going to need another couple of days. I'll have the money for you. But and I and I saw the strain and the stress that this put him under. And I, I'll never forget the impact that had on me as a young person watching what it was like to lose. And he bet on everything. He bet on football like you can't believe. Um, but now. As you said, yeah, a dollar gets you in and that dollar then becomes $5 and then it becomes $10. And so you're spot on. We didn't have that growing up. I didn't have that. And I'm glad I didn't because I'm going to be honest, I probably would have been enticed to do that. Sure. And I mean, lucky for you, you got a taste of that through somebody else. And I mean, you don't want to see anybody go through that. But, you know, there are times where, you know, like the last person said, I had a relative where you can see the destruction that it causes. And then the other problem, too, with gambling outside of the problems that you mentioned are, you know, you drink too much, you get sick, right? You do too many drugs, you overdose. You gamble too much. What happens? You win too much, you get too euphoric, and you bet more. Um, you lose, then there's the negative consequences. So it, it's just a it's a slippery slope. And when it comes to the different leagues, they're making tons of money over it. You said the announcers are doing the live reads during the games. You know, there needs to be more um, education put out there than one eight hundred gambler. Nobody's gonna yep. call one eight hundred gambler, right? Um, if they're going to be making that much money. But the other problem, too, is it brings so much attention to the referees now, Grant. How how much have we heard referees, referees, bad call, bad call, like every single night when at times there are bad calls, but sometimes they're just marginal calls that we wouldn't have batted an eye at 10 years ago. That's correct. You're right about that. And the officials now, um, now you have, you know, all these people that are gambling that are – uh, insinuating that the officials are on the take 
And so, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, uh, you know, the, 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 the sports leagues opened up a gigantic can of worms here and these worms are becoming poisonous snakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is a, I, I don't see this ending well in any way, shape or form for professional sports. And I'm going to keep it to professional sports right now. I just don't see it ending. Well, something is going to happen that is going to have a big time negative impact on the credibility of these games, whether it's through an official again, or, you know, Tim Donaghy was proven to be a rogue official, if you believe that. But, you know, again, that that's what they said. It's a rogue. He was acting alone, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Let's say that's true. What happens the next time that an official is on the take and working on this? Then what? What happens if this player on the Colts uh, is is found to definitely have done this and then it filters to other players on the Colts and they knew about it and they're involved? I mean, this just can't end well. I'm sorry. It cannot end well. Well, yeah, no, you're right, Grant, but I, I'm pretty sure if uh, they've got every NFL player, referee, and official in terms of the league offices into a room and shot everybody with true serum, you would be probably disgusted at how deep the problem already runs. So I don't see these stories stopping anytime soon. And quite frankly, with the money that the leagues are making, I I think it's going to kind of be a status quo thing with these. If you have a rogue official, you have a rogue official. It's okay. It's not enough to stop taking the money from the uh, gambling sites. And it's just going to keep going and going. Every year in the NBA, I would have to do an online seminar on gambling. And I would have to literally go over everything about what I was not allowed to do. And I'll tell you, like I was not allowed to do. If I knew at three in the afternoon that a player on the Kings was not going to play, but it had not been put out publicly, I could not say anything. Okay. I was not allowed to mention that I would not allowed to tell my friend. I could not tell my wife. I could not tell anyone. Um, I, if, if I had a buddy text me and go, Hey, is so-and-so playing tonight? Okay. If it was not public knowledge, I would not be able to tell my friend. Okay. I actually had a friend who was a heavy duty gambler. I mean, big time gambling. I mean, like, Big time. Okay. Where, you know, they were exchanging, you know, between, you know, 15 and $30,000 a week back and forth. Okay. So, you know, a significant, and he texted me, I was, I'll never forget this. He texted me one time and go, Hey, Napes is so-and-so playing tonight. And I texted him back. I go, Hey, I'm really sorry, but I can't tell you that. And then I called him mm-hmm. and I said, Hey, I go, I just want to let you know, you really can't ask me those questions. I could lose my job if I give you any information. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it's my own phone, but I'm thinking to myself, well, we all know we live in a society now where nothing's private, right? If, right. if, if it's on, okay. And I, I was paranoid about giving out information because listen, Ryan, there were times when I'd be on the bus going to the game and I found out on the bus that so-and-so wasn't playing and so-and-so wasn't playing because they just got sick. And, but it was not public. Now, if I wanted to, okay, I could have called up my buddy and said, Hey, bet X number of dollars on the team. The Kings were playing that night. The Kings were going to get killed tonight because their two best players just got sick and aren't playing. That's inside information. And we had to take an online course and then we had to sign the 
the, the, we had to sign off saying that if we violate any of these rules, that we could be terminated immediately from our job. And it was right there. And so nobody could have said at the end of it, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I knew. And I was very, very strict about not telling people things. So I'm just letting you know that this goes deeper than you even think. I mean, we take tests that are involved in a league. We, we have to sign our name. But there are people that are desperate for money, Ryan. There are people that are looking to make a quick buck. And so you're right. If you gave truth serum to everyone involved in pro sports, you'd probably be very alarmed with what some of the things that were happening behind the scenes. Yeah, Grant. I mean, you you kept your word. You kept your integrity. You did what you're supposed to do. And that would have moved the line. If you would trust me, that would have moved yeah. the line if you put a big bet down yeah. uh, that was going the other way. But you, then you made, throw- honestly, there were times where I said to myself, oh, my God. I could make thousands of dollars and I used to think about that. And I'm like, well, it's not worth my career, but I was thinking, gosh, you know, if I had a, and I, I mean, listen, if I, if I had gone into, uh, and buy one of those phones that can't be traced when you walk into a store, what are they, the burner phones, whatever the hell they're called, I don't know what they're called. Yeah. And I could have bought one of those phones and I, uh, but you know what? It, it wasn't worth it. What happens if there's a camera on the bus? What happens if there's, I mean, it's just, that's wasn't worth for me to jeopardize my career. But if I wanted to, like my one friend that gambled a lot, I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, uh, we could have made a, a, a ton of money, you know, cause Absolutely. I knew there were times Absolutely. when I was on the bus and I knew things that nobody, I knew things that nobody else knew because it wasn't made public yet. And as soon as it became public, it moved the line greatly. The betting line changed significantly. Absolutely. And I mean, um, think about social media now, how quickly and how discreetly some things could be sent um, these days, whether it be by the person or be by the proxy. But I, I, so you bring up the golden question, right? You said I could have made thousands and thousands of dollars. And yes, she had a very nice lifestyle um, working with the Kings. But what's it? it with the athletes, okay, this this latest guy, the Colts, you just said $3.4 million yeah. contract, right? That's not enough. It, it's worth the, I don't know, $2,000 that you probably are going to make on that bet if he was making smaller bets, presumably. You know, he's well, not. I personally think if these allegations are true on him, I don't think he'll ever play in the NFL again, personally. I, I don't I think he'll be banned from the league for life if if what I read was true due to the number of bets and betting on his team. And again, these are just allegations right now, right. but I, I believe he'll never play in the NFL again. That It's crazy that you would risk that for this, but it speaks to the power of the addiction and the power of gambling yep. that you can get in that deep with it. So it's a conversation we could have for many hours and it's a scary one. But uh, yeah. Good to be back, my friend. Good to hear you, too. Yep. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. You take Sounds care. Sounds good. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Interesting uh, conversation today. And it's – I, I want to I say it is really almost the tip of the iceberg. It really is right now. Hello, Rich. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Want, can you hear me? Uh, you know what, Rich? I hate I hate hey, to do this to you, but your your phone's breaking up. Your phone's breaking up, buddy. I apologize. So uh, we'll try it one more time. If you can raise your hand, and we'll see what's going on. John, how are you today? I'm doing all right, Grant. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. You're loud and clear, buddy. Good to hear from you. 
Thanks, buddy. Man, a pretty cool conversation. It's not really about sports. It's about gambling, but started by Connor and then proceeding with Thomas. And good to hear Ryan's well, voice it, it, again. It, 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 it is about sports because we're talking about it, sports gambling. So, I mean, it, it really be, is yeah, about right. sports. It is about sports in our in our conversation, but it could be about anything. It could be about alcohol, like you're saying, or drugs or anything like that. It it's about addiction. And I'll just go with my dad and I talked about this gosh, it has to be 30, 40 years ago, talking about, you know, when we used to play spades or, you know, taught me how to play poker and stuff like that. And then talked about gambling and betting on on games and so forth. And team and we talked about you know what about ever a team in las vegas and he said at the time there will never be a team in las vegas and i agreed grant i think you and i may have had this conversation 20 not 35 but 20 years ago that man there's never going to be a team in vegas because of the gambling aspect but look how quick the tides have changed and now look there's going to be a baseball team there soon whether it's going to be from northern california or an expansion or anything like that i mean because look how well everything does there including the Golden Knights, which I can get ready to root for him in another root for them in another half an hour. Yeah. But I'm not a big gambler. So, you know, I'm not gambling on it, but it, it's funny how well, quick the tides, the tides turn. And you think, you know, 20 or 30 years isn't that fast, but man, how quick things have changed in that amount of time. And it's because of technology, you know, it's because of online gambling and everything like that. Well, again, multiple sources with this investigation said that Isaiah Rogers of the Colts, okay, yeah. uh, had a sports book account that was under the name of an associate of Rogers. And according to the report, approximately 100 bets were placed on the account including Colts games. And again, according to the story that I'm reading on ESPN.com, most of the bets were in the $25 to $50 range, although there was at least one low four-figure bet. Okay? So this is what the NFL is investigating right now. And if this is true, okay, regardless of the denomination, I believe that this individual will never play in the NFL again. I I think you're 100% right. And if they do uh, an investigation like they should, they're going to find oh, more are. cans of worms. They're going to find more cans of worms opened up than they knew that they were going to get into. And they might even stop the investigation or, or stop yeah. announcing results of the investigation just so it doesn't blow up so hard in their face. This, hey, this yep. is going to be a big pill to swallow in the, in the somewhat near future, I think, like you were saying, in the yep. somewhat near future. John, but, I, I appreciate correct. your input on this, buddy. Hey, thank you, Grant. I appreciate everything you're doing. Hey, great to hear Ryan's getting better. Go. Uh, keep, yes. keep up with the rehab, buddy. Thank you, bud. You be good. Take care. Good stuff thank right you. there. Uh, let's see if we can uh, hear Rich now. Rich, go ahead. Let me see if we got a better cell connection. All right. How's this? Yep. Good. We good? Yeah. Well, I think I had gone outside. It's You know, we, we got rid of the, uh, the June gloom today. You know, we've been having May gray June gloom in San Diego. And yeah. it's so nice. All of a sudden outside, I had to. I had to go outside and, and I was going to talk to you, but I lost the connection. But uh, first off, I, I do have some stuff that I want to, I want to hit on in the gambling being you're on this topic that really, really hits home with me. Uh, but I, I do want to, before I go there, I'd like to share with you that 
and I think I did mention something about, uh, you know, but I, when I was in SAC from my class reunion, not this weekend, but previous weekend, uh, I did get to, uh, to Bennett's uh, over on Fair Oaks and yep. had a great time. Yeah. And it was really nice. He, Good. Unfor unfortunately, Brian wasn't there, but his, his wife was there and I got to meet her, you know, see her and talk oh, to her and her daughter. They were, uh, you know, really nice and very 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 great service there too the people just you know and oh that's you know, awesome go, yeah go above and beyond but uh but yeah i do want to you know it's while you're on this topic i mean it really hits home with me because i mean it, it goes back honestly in my family generations you know of gambling i mean you've ever heard of lake berryessa yes okay well my ancestors were the berryessas okay and uh, my grandmother, her maiden name was Veronica Berryessa, and and her grandfather and his brother, they had a Mexican land grant to thirty three thousand acres there that they got in the eighteen hundreds. And guess what happened? They had all this land, and they played in overnight card games there. Right? They had, they raised cattle where the right. lake is now. They raised cattle and they lost. They lost acres and acres of land in overnight card games. And uh, and I guess what I'm getting at and what I'm trying to share with you is that that gambling impulse and addiction and there were it's it's almost like, you know, they say like now call it can be hereditary, you know, in families and such. And uh, and I had a, a terrible experience in my family. My youngest brother, seven of his kids was a mile and a half from from Cash Creek Casino and he had lost all this money. And it kind of sent him into a tizzy, and he had only gotten about a mile, a mile from the casino, and he had a he had a, uh, a, 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 a basically a fatal collision. He was driving too oh, fast, and yeah, and so so it really hits home with me. And, and oh, I, I'm sure. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so you know, if there's anybody out there listening, you know, hopefully it might it might send him a message, you know. But it's you know, and like you said about the casinos, you mentioned earlier. You know, they, you know, they don't build those casinos on losers, you know. No, they don't. I, I mean, no, on they winners, don't. excuse me. I, I meant on winners. But, no, I, you I know what you meant. I, I know yeah, what you meant. Yeah. yeah. And they, and they, and they keep, and they keep building them, you know, and here I, I sit yeah. here in San Diego, I listen to Padres game and you can't get through a baseball game without, you know, well, the, you know, yeah. uh, Joe, Musgrove, you know, comes on the air. Well, when I want to relax, I go to this casino and I go here and I go there. You know what I mean? And it's so yep. much, so much is focused on these casinos. And I've had my run with them. And luckily I got out, you know, in time before it really, really did terrible, terrible damage. But I've, I've had a bad, bad experience myself that I don't go into too much detail on. But, you know, I'm just well, hoping I, that, I really, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to share that. Uh, thank yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Well, um, I'm care. glad to be back, back in our country and be able to listen to your program and keep up the great work. Brad. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Rich. Good hearing from you, bud. Bye-bye. Same here. Bye-bye. All right. Good stuff right there. Um, let's get to uh, Trent. Trent, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, hey, good Trent. afternoon, Grant. Um, this uh, gambling thing is uh, interesting because, you know, the sports surfaces that these, these games are played on, I'm wondering if the NFL is going to sort of change the uh, the specifications of what fields can be and what they're supposed to be just to, just to satisfy all the gambling stuff that's going on. I don't understand what, the, I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, you're, like you're, you lost have, me there. If you have like a – 
if you have like a grass field that is uh, specific to like say the San Francisco 49ers and then you have the artificial turf field that can be played like at the Bengals or something like that, is there a chance that with all the gambling influence that they will um, make every field the same? I don't understand why gambling. I don't. I don't understand what you're trying to get at. Why would gambling have anything to do with the playing surface? You have both teams playing on the same surface. So, what? How would that impact anything to do with gambling? I don't understand that. Just, I guess, uh, what I'm what I'm trying to get at is maybe the overall outcome of the of the games as it, as it relates no. to the gambling. So, anyway. No. All I right. appreciate it, Trent. You have a Thanks. good one, buddy. Great Thanks episode. very much. Oh, thank you, Trent. I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. I know that you reached out to me and talked to me about my podcast that I put out earlier this week uh, or last week on my uh, June 2nd anniversary. So, Trent, thank you for your kind words. Uh, I do appreciate that. All right. This will be my last call because I'm getting ready to watch the hockey game. Dorian, how are you? Grant, so great to hear from you. So great to hear from Eddie, everybody on the Listen app. I just wanted to call in Grant and uh, just provide some value. And I know gambling uh, has a negative stigma, and I, I'm I'm actually uh, I'm on the opposite. I have a little bit of success with it. So, you know, I, I, we we talked about this a long time ago, and I just yeah, you, yeah, you did. You told me. I, yeah. I want, I want to share with you just kind of my experience so far. So I started with three hundred dollars. I'm not an emotional better, meaning I don't watch sports besides Kings games usually and Mexico soccer. Those are the only really two teams that I actually watch. So I'm subscribed to my friends. Uh, he he he's a full time sports better. So he sends me his picks. I pay $50 a month and I get my picks emailed and texted me. And like yesterday, we, we, he had the heat uh, for the game and we won that game. I went, I made, you know, $10 off that game. So I started with $300 and now it's my, my bankroll is now at $775. This is a strictly business uh, transaction for me. I don't watch the games. I'm not emotional. I'm not someone that goes to casinos. So I'm not someone that's, looking at the scores all day i'm letting the professional handle it for me and i'm just putting my money at risk obviously so i've had great success in it in sports gambling so far in the last you know five six months from going to 300 dollars to yeah. you know well, you're, you're in the minority you're in the minority and so i'm glad to hear that yeah so basically you know you you can you can have different i think the the the, the, the challenge here grant is just the younger generation kind of and people being super emotional about the sport yeah I think that's the biggest challenge. If you view it from different, like, hey, uh, you know, don't really care so much about the team, but what odds are the best for whatever sport that you're gambling on and you view it from that way, I think much more people would have a better relationship with their money and with the sport that they're betting on or the team they're betting on. My biggest rule for me is I don't bet for or against the Kings. I will never do that. But everything else is fair game. So I view this view this as more of a business thing for me, and it's been worked out, and it's worked out worked out so far for me so uh, i hope it keeps going but i I totally have empathy for the people that you know they they wager a lot of money and they lose land and they lose you know they lose their state so i totally understand but i just want to give you a a success thank you dorian i appreciate it good hearing from you you have a great week thank you so much grant appreciate you go kings all right i'm gonna wrap up the show i'm getting ready to watch hockey so uh, i hope you all have a, a fabulous Monday evening and a good conversation today. Tomorrow, join me. I will be over on YouTube, my YouTube channel, if you don't like that, at seven o'clock. All right, seven o'clock Pacific time tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye bye now.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.